Hello, everyone. Welcome to It Takes Two. My name is uh, Simon Miran. I'll be hosting uh, our episode today. We've got with us uh, some wonderful artists for uh, this episode. Uh, and I'll ask you to introduce yourselves. Maybe say a little bit about your artistic practice. Why don't we start with Parker? Hi, I'm Parker Kopnik, pronouns he, they. And I do a little bit of everything. I love movement-based things because that's where I feel the most free in. And I also love um, writing and poetry. Wonderful. Thank you, Parker. And uh, why don't we go over to Roland? I go by he, him. My practice is focusing on object puppetry. Right now, we're also uh, having some uh, projection design as a combination of the research. Me and Carmen, uh, we formed uh, Fiat du Poulet in 2016. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Carmen, do you have anything you want to add? My name is Carmen Lee, and I go for Shui Her for our theater company. Every year is changing for our practice based on our interests, I think. Before, we are really focused in puppetry, and then we focus on character mass, like more physical theater. Now, we are more focused on devising on object or different kind of material that we have. For example, for our last production, it's focused on water as a material to talk about Hong Kong protests in the public space and also with audience participatory. So it's based on our interests through times. Wonderful. That sounds really cool. Why don't I just get started and I'll come back to Parker. So what led you to apply to this project? There is a couple of different reasons. I'm always working on some sort of project. And I also really like mentorship as a way of learning and connecting with other artists. And so this just looks like everything that I'm about of, you know, Men being mentored by someone and also adding an addition of starting a podcast was also really cool. And I really liked the idea of just taking theater and how do you put it into the digital world as well. And, and so, yeah, kind of what made me decide on puppetry is I'm currently working on this play that I thought, oh, this would be, I feel like it'd be really good to tell this story with puppets and maybe like black light puppetry or, or something. And my experience with puppetry is not a lot. I've had like some mask workshops and, and kind of some basic training with that. And so, yeah, I, I really wanted to dive into kind of what was going on in my brain, which was this project, and to dive deeper into it. Cool. Thank you. Carmen, what was it like for you to get a random email from a bunch of weirdos in Winnipeg <laughs> being like, hey, we think you're cool. Uh, do you want to be a part of this project? What was your, uh, your initial reaction? Oh, my reaction is so happy and so serious. <laughs> like how Parker find us in the like, Google search engine. <laughs> Like, is that my website, like, uh, really well made so somebody can, like, know my theater company? But, uh, yeah, I we 
like Roland and I feel really, really honored and happy to receive a podcast email because we really like to share our experience with other people and collaborate with other people. So I think it is quite perfect for Parker to contact us because we really uh, would like to work with uh, Parker. Well, yeah, it's kind of serendipitous. Um, and I guess, you know, that just goes to show you a, a really good website will uh, will go a long way. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, don't downplay your digital investments, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Roland, do you want to talk? You kind of mentioned a little bit before about getting started with your theater company. Do you want to kind of elaborate a little bit about your relationship with uh, with Carmen and kind of how that's developed and what this new relationship that you're starting to develop with Parker was been like? Yeah, sure. Me and Carmen formed Theater du Poulet in 2016. We settled in Canada, in Nova Scotia, Canada in 2015, I would say. While my background is as an actor, so when I started to travel and also settle in Canada, I still want to do theater, and I found that uh, I need a tools that uh, can speak uh, beyond language which I start to find tools like puppetry, like mass performances, the- uh, physical theater, and also really should this uh, angle. So uh, we start to explore more and more on object, puppetry, and theater. And then you also, you also ask about like, how, how was our process like with Parker? I think it's quite interesting the, the mentorship, do it online. But I find it's also work for three of us. I really hope in the future we could see each other face to face. Because for sometimes for puppetry, it's, it's quite hard to work on online. But this is how we work uh, when we are in Amsterdam and Parker in, in Canada. But yeah, I really want to work with Parker face to face in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful there have been quite a bit of challenges over the last few years with, uh, you know, uh, restrictions and all of that. So I wonder how, I'll throw it back to Parker, how you've been able to adapt your practice and uh, sort of your your own training, your own development as an artist over these last few years to kind of feel like you're continuing, continuing to move. Um, we just finished recording your piece, uh, your digital piece, and you were talking before uh, when you introduced yourself about figuring out this digital theater world or digital puppetry and what that meant. Do you feel like you could elaborate on that or what your experience has been uh, over the last three, three years kind of having to be forced to sort of work in that vein? The pandemic was really difficult for me because I find I do better connecting with people in person. Mm-hmm. And once a screen is added, I just find it's more difficult for me to concentrate and feel connected. And so it, it has been a challenge, but I have found what's helped me is just being around people who um, support me and that I can support and that we can just kind of be a team together. Mm-hmm. And that's helped with, you know, sharing different projects. And especially with with this, it was the first time I felt like online, it didn't feel like there was this barrier. I, I There were some points where I just felt like I was in the room with Carmen and Roland. Um, and it was also, yeah, there was this exercise we once did where we were passing off this dough to each other. And, and it felt like we were just passing it, you know, through the screen <laughs> to me. And it was just a really different experience that I'd never 
haven't felt before of, oh, over Zoom or over online, you can still feel very connected to the people you're working with. And you can just do so many things with that. And so I think this experience in particular really opens kind of in my brain all the possibilities I can do work electronically. Kind of taking theater into the digital world, it, it's still something I'm figuring out of, you know, what's what's the difference? What makes it a theater piece, a film piece? And I think people can kind of discuss that forever. But, you know, if if you want it to be theater piece films, you can still call it theater. If you want to call it then a film, it's kind of, to me, it's whatever the person really wants to decide with that. With this piece, it was really interesting kind of having the camera be our our way into the project, you know, for Carmen and Roland and kind of for me seeing their faces. And so it really worked well that you know, it ended up being filmed because then we're like, oh, this, you know, would be a great angle for this or, oh, let's, you know, cut here. And so it was kind of amazing of how perfect everything kind of worked out with that. I feel like when you have experience working in multiple mediums, Mm -hmm. right, you start to understand how to pull out the strengths of each different medium and make those things work to your advantage. It can be a, a really powerful thing. Roland, did you have any expectations coming into this weird and wacky project? What what were your initial thoughts when you were contacted and kind of presented this idea to you? What what did you think we were was going to happen? And and do you want to elaborate maybe a little bit about like how you got started and what what kind of things you you started to do at the beginning of your process and working with Parker? Definitely uh, is excited. And when asking about the expectation, I don't know. At the time, <laughs> I, I just feel, okay, let's do it. Like, yeah. I'm excited for this. <laughs> we start from some uh, very lovely meaning. Intro, like for sure, introduce ourselves. And also, uh, for the past few years, we, as Theatre to Play, we have some, how to say, a database that collecting the materials or companies or website that we like as a reference. And these uh, materials we found very uh, important to share. So we start from that sharing. But yeah, like a puppetry or a company that we like uh, over the world and a list of uh, videos that we see, we have saw, we have seen and then send it with a uh, share with Parker and also asking uh, Parker from these materials, are there any companies or videos that speak to you uh, or connected with you? So in a way we can know each other more through even though we are not in the same space. You find that common touchstone, that kind of common ground. Yes, yes, exactly. What was that like for you, Parker, kind of going through this amazing wealth of information that's been gathered by these wonderful artists. It was so helpful because I I find sometimes researching, you know, different puppetry work can be hard or it's just nice to have a starting point. And and the list just blew my mind of just like places from all all across the world and I was just like whoa you what is this? And just every every single um thing in that document it was hard to kind of pick favorites because I was like, oh, I love all of this. And this makes me excited of how big you can make puppetry, how small you can make it, mm. just all of the different mediums you can use and how there's marionettes. There's just so much puppetry can be, which is something I love about it. And so 
that list really helped me to see what are some of the possibilities that I could do and just how much there is out there. And it, it also helped me then see, oh, you know, I can look at more from this theater company. What are some other stuff they've they've done? And so, yeah. Awesome. Carmen, what was the next step in your process after you shared these documents and kind of had your initial chats? We talk about it. And then I asked Parker, like, oh, what artist or artistic direction you are interested in? And then I also asked Parker, like, what uh, is your project uh, is about? Can you write kind of a brief description or some word or some sentence about your project? Or even though we search some pictures or images that you also think is related to your project? And because of the time limited, and at the end, I asked Parker to choose maybe five uh, moments that uh, Parker uh, wrote, and then we picked these five moments to work on it. And then uh, we also work on choosing what material as a puppetry to work on this project. And at the end, like Parker chose uh, lights to work on it. What led you to choose lights, Parker? That is a really great question. <laughs> um, so basically what I did with, because we had some improv exercises that we would do and a couple different tasks. And so I would just look around the house and see, oh, can I make this into a puppet? And then there was one day I went to Ikea and just like, Every everywhere I was looking, I kind of like walked over to something like, oh, this could be a puppet. This could <laughs> just like creating this this creature just in, in the middle of Ikea. Um, and, and now I'm just like everything I see. I'm like, oh, I wonder how I can make this alive. Um, and so, yeah, I was just kind of playing in, in my basement with different objects and, and with kind of the, the five different scenes we had creating that story with them. And, and then I think I just looked over and and saw my my roommate's christmas lights kind of in the storage i was like wait a minute what if i play around with these and so <laughs> that i i turned them on and started playing around with them it was just interesting to see kind of my expectation or my idea of how i thought it would go with the lights became very different from the end product which mm. was really cool to just kind of let the lights take me somewhere else of mm. i was like oh we're going to do this and this and this and then kind of going into a meeting and then playing around with it more and seeing oh this has way more possibilities than i ever could imagine let's just follow where the lights lead us cool you kind of segued perfectly into <laughs> what i wanted to ask next which is just talk about discoveries, any kind of poignant discoveries that you might have had over this very short, but, you know, important and wonderful process? There was so, so many discoveries. Um, I think for me, there was this moment where we just, we, we each picked a poem, you know, either we wrote or someone else wrote, and we never told each other what the poem was or mm. the words from the poem. We kind of just moved together inspired by like either what the poem moves us emotionally or the words or kind of a story with it. And, and that was just a really just deep moment for me because we could repeat different parts and, and how it felt like we were communicating with the lights to each other. Mm. And, and especially it being kind of with a screen, I was just amazed of, you know, with, with this silent thing, 
how much connection I felt. And kind of with, with talking about silent things, I, I learned so much that puppetry doesn't have to have dialogue, mm. um, which also helps, you know, with writing a play. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I, I actually don't have to have like a, a written dialogue script if I don't want to. I could just... You could just do things. Yeah. I could just do things. Wonderful. Uh, which is so exciting for me. And, and I think I learned, you know, sometimes I don't want to use my voice. Sometimes I just want to move. Yeah. And that was just so freeing to have that ability to just to just move that this creature can communicate but it doesn't have to be vocally mm. and then I think what really blew my mind kind of the biggest discovery is the idea of using your body as the stage as soon as Carmen and Roland mentioned that I was like what <laughs> and and it was so helpful and it's something I think I will just use with so many things in the future of just how much you can do with your body and mm. I think sometimes in theater it's so much you know what's your relationship with the floor what's yeah. the relationship but what is the relationship to to you and and your body and when you bring in this you know other creature or object how does that change mm. instead of just focusing on um you know the world outside of your body what if the puppet is exploring you and I just loved that and that was yeah to me kind of the the biggest mind blown discovery wonderful wow that's really great carmen do you have any discoveries any kind of fun wonderful uh, revelations that you had over this process i know coming at it as a mentor it's a slightly different experience but was there anything new or fresh that you kind of discovered in working with parker over the last little while it's so happy that the Sometimes we laugh a lot in the meeting and mm -hmm. I find it's really changed my perspective to see the Christmas light when we really dig into this material and working on how many possibilities we can change uh, this Christmas light as a puppet or how it could move uh, or how many creatures it could create. And that's one moment I feel like uh, when I suggest Parker maybe, oh, we could go in the basement and then turn off the <laughs> light and try it. And then, wow, it's so beautiful and it's so much uh, possibility to create so many things without any words. Because as an immigrant in Canada, like our first language is Cantonese. Mm -hmm. English is also not bad, I have to say. <laughs> but when we go to theater, sometimes in Canada, we kind of miss out quite a lot of things uh, mm. if it is a very script-based play. Yeah. And sometimes, even though maybe it's a cultural difference, I still remember when I arrived in Canada, my friend asked me like, oh, are you all set? I understand each of the English words, but when... It is all come together. Are mm. you all set? And I, I don't understand. Mm. So sometimes it makes me really uh, frustrate yeah. for language. So that's why I really like to work with things without talking. <laughs> also, it just provides audience more space to imagine what is happening or like without talking, like ex explaining that oh, the light uh, is a creature from the space and now it is like floating. I, I don't think it's quite necessary for me to explain so much in, in the work. So I think it's very fascinating for me when I see Parker move with the light. It's really the Christmas life is alive and changing so many in shapes. 
Yeah, I really appreciate those comments. It's a it's a really important thing to think about. You know, we talk about, uh, or at least these days, there's a lot of discussions about trying to eliminate barriers in making places, making our art as accessible as possible. And uh, I think you really raised some really important and interesting uh, ideas in identifying how language can be a, a significant barrier for certain people. And I'm a bilingual person myself. And uh, at times, you know, you feel kind of caught between these two languages or these two cultures. And it's really fun and refreshing to be able to enjoy storytelling that just eliminates those those barriers and and somehow still communicates in a really authentic and and pertinent way. It's it's powerful. It's one of the great things about theater that I think we all I hope we we all appreciate and love. Yes. We kind of talked about this already a little bit. But um, is there anything else about the process that you that you underwent that you want to share? So we talked a bit about the beginning and we talked about the discoveries. Anything else that we kind of missed out on that you want to? Yeah, I mean, I feel like there there should be some context about the basement um, <laughs> because my my basement, I have some other roommates as well, is is just for storage. Okay. Um, if it rains a lot, there it gets water mm. in it, and there's this one wall that just has like some some marks of graffiti on it, <laughs> and so it it's very shady down there. Right. Um, and so it was it was just really nice that Roland and Carmen kind of just accepted the space of this is this is the place that can actually be dark in in my house and just made it work and it was just nice to feel you know so so real and honest and to share that space of okay I'm turning on the light now here's the big boiler in the background (laughs) or talking you know with with just the lights and this you know probably bad angle of of me it was just nice to yeah it, it felt so real and so open that was just a really lovely experience to see that arts can be anywhere if you make the space for it Mm. and accept it another big discovery for me that I learned was there was there was a lot of moments or kind of the the most notes I got was to go slower Mm. and I think that just in in our society and in my normal day life I'm very much like we gotta go 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 and then this thing and then this thing and then now we're here and then okay I'll rest and then back to this and it was interesting kind of being forced to take a breath in and and stop because so much would get lost within the character of it's just like zoom 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 okay now this and and it was interesting kind of that challenge of just moving with the piece and being slower and how much more story that created it, it was a reminder for me of just to slow down and with with my art to also just slow down sometimes time in puppetry feels mm. so weird because at first I was like oh we're, we're only going to have three minutes of something and then we went through our, our first run through and it was like yeah that was eight minutes I was like what <laughs> eight eight minutes how did that go by like this feels like it's going by so fast but also so slow and so it's just so interesting how time changes in puppetry and it, it still blows my mind I don't know how it works but just how much something just like a story, the time just feels very different than yeah. you would in like a normal script or even in a movement piece. That's really yeah. interesting. I, I find uh, as as a person who does uh, have the great luxury of working on contemporary written plays from time to time, that kind of pace, that snappy drive is something that is 
that seems to be so critical for every play all the time. We've got to get the lines on top of each other. Everything's got to drive as quickly as possible. You know, we're trying to cut this like play into it, make it as short as possible so that people come in, see the play, and they can go home. Yeah, that's really interesting, that relationship of time. Roland, do you, do you have anything to comment on that, on your kind of realizations or your relationship with sort of time and, and presentation as a, as a puppeteer? I also find like time in puppetry, especially for puppetry, is, uh, as Paka said, is somehow you need to be slow in beginning, I would say, which I also like try to feel in that way. I guess also as a performer, you feel slow, but in a way, it also you, you're feeling the audience, mm. their presence with the puppetry and also with the space. And that's why it becomes slow as an outcome. Somehow uh, for puppetry, there could be a lot of information happening from the slightly movement and it could representing something else and, and that it brings audience another time to understanding, okay, what it is, what it is, what it is. So in a way, it seems like, oh, the time is very long. I guess which I enjoy at the, the beginning, I would say, I enjoy the way it's like this, like uh, when I'm audience to watching a puppetry show, I quite enjoy the slowness. Like it seems like time, timelessness. Like oh, you can be on time, just enjoy the moment in here. And there's something uh, happen, and then another things happen. And then also something like when speaking to that, I'm also trying to find okay, uh, what the tempo that can be shifting because like. When everything like uh, it starts from slow, but also there's something spice or something sparker, it becomes very uh, surprising for the audience. I feel like throughout uh, Parker's experience, uh, Parker's also find this exciting about okay, like uh, in general, it's a slow process, but in a way, how the we call it a spaceship, but it, it have different name, spaceship <laughs> or, or the uh, pencil bag. <laughs> so uh, how it moving slowly, but suddenly a little bit, uh, how to say, cracking or what, like uh, shaking something. Mm-hmm. It changed the dynamic already. Mm-hmm. So I, I very enjoyed that, like very subtle moment that happened uh, in puppetry. It almost sounds like you're describing a piece of music in talking about dynamic range and talking about, you know, sl- slowing, like starting slow and letting that build and finding that relationship with the audience, you know, that that feeling that you get when you know that they're with you. There's something really palpable about that and interesting. And I find that a really interesting sort of connection in like, time, musicality, tempo, pace, and rhythm. Uh, what about you, Carmen? Do you have anything to comment on uh, time and your relationship with time and performance? For me, I think in daily life, my time is always chop, chop, chop because I'm <laughs> a really quick person in mind and also doing stuff that sometimes I miss out the detail. And that's why maybe I have Roland assigned because uh, he's much slower than me. So we have a good balance. <laughs> So I think puppetry is a really good tool also for me to learn to be like living in a slower pace and something like that. And for puppetry, I think sometimes I see it like as uh, when, when you see the filmmaker making movies, sometimes they will draw their storyboard. So they will break down a character 
uh, or movement into several parts. Maybe a character walk from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. It can be like 10 slides of movement. Mm -hmm. I think it is quite the same in, in puppetry. And also, we also read a lot of children's books that we are really fascinated in children's books because sometimes how it creates is also resonate with uh, how we create puppetry in our theater company. It also breaks down the character in different small moments. And the graphic novel. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Graphic the novels. children graphic yeah. novel that mm -hmm. uh, I really always just go to the book uh, store and then just spend maybe one hour in there and then flipping all the children books to get ideas, inspiration. Is there a, a a book or two in particular that uh, you want to give a shout out to that really that really resonated with you in the past? There's one called it's called The Arrive. Actually, it's really like a, a like filmmaker filmmaker uh, storyboard. Storyboard. The story around is about people who leave their country and arrive in a new place, mm -hmm. and the every moment that the person capture in in their mind are Apple drawing dropping on the floor or something like the letters, uh, writing the letters mm. and again, writing the letters with tears mm. and writing the letters with the tears dried, uh, like very like bit by bit by using storyboard to telling a story. Mm -hmm. So you've been able to develop this wonderful online relationship. I'm just curious how you envision moving forward after this mentorship. What are your what are your plans for the future? What do you feel like you gained from this and how would you like to take that moving forward with your work? Ooh, it was it was fun um, with the amount of sessions we had. There was one week that we decided to have this kind of like intensive um, where we met I think three times, um, which was super helpful and and really great. It was really interesting kind of going into this kind of knowing knowing Theatre du Play and really liking their work, but not knowing kind of the people behind them and kind of trusting, I, I really like this art. I really like this artist statement. I really like what these people are about. I think we'll get along. And kind of after the first meeting, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is good. This is just kind of like a breath of fresh air. I feel like I can be safe here. Mm -hmm. And so... It's been really nice to kind of create this this friendship um, and and be mentored by people who I, I adore their work so much. And it was also fun to just sometimes I, we had this one meeting where I kind of just asked them questions about previous work of how how did you do that or <laughs> or from this trailer is that is that a potato um, <laughs> carved out uh, and and it was just. Super cool. And so what, what I see moving forward is Roland and Carmen are people who I can talk to when I need help um, or have questions about a project. And then we briefly talked about grant writing. And so it, it's just really nice knowing that there's supports um, or even just like they're, they're in the room um, in spirit. And so it's just helpful to, to have that moving forward. Wonderful. Uh, what about uh, you, Carmen and Roland? How do you feel this relationship has sort of changed or added something to uh, to your practice or to how you look at your work moving forward? I think Parker also uh, gave us a lot of inspiration because sometimes we work a lot uh, within me and Roland. So it is so good to have like Parker, like to see Parker's work, like 
what Packer's interest in and how he did it. And it is quite amazing. I think our men- mentorship didn't stop from today. We'll still continue. Like if Parker has any help or any question, we are always uh, welcome Parker to send us email or call us or like reach us in any way that uh, Parker's like to. And I always think because this time we uh, collaborate on like a camera, like technology is so in advance. So I think it's also another stream that we could use as YouTube as uh, sharing for our puppetry work. And also when talking about the, the, the digital platform, I was also thinking, oh, like how we also got inspired on like how we are using digital platform as also a performing platform or performing tools to share with uh, with people. In the past, it's only using a camera, let, let's say like live performance, and then camera like more film or YouTube thing. But also in a way, how we use the digital platform, we could also telling a different story with that. And which we, I, I feel like we, we start to open this door and see what will happen later on. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad to hear that all three of you were able to find this uh, process rewarding and that, uh, you know, you've been able to uh, do something really special with your time together. We're heading towards the uh, close to the end. And uh, I was just curious if you have any other comments or questions or things you wanted to discuss or share. For me, this experience was a reminder of all the things I love about mentorship mm. and and that it's not something that can necessarily be forced. When someone is willing to put in just even a little bit of time to to nurture, it's just so helpful and, and so healing. And I think that there's so much in art that is about community and about friendship and relationships. And I feel like mentorship kind of embraces that yeah I've just been really grateful to have this opportunity of of such a just great mentorship um and it's one of the reasons why I just like love the art so much and and it's just so nice to I find sometimes I feel so so lost or so isolated in Mm -hmm. things and so it's nice to just have someone that I can ask all the questions to and and have someone who I can say I'm this scares me or I don't know like how do we do this and and to have that just like little gentle push of okay let's take this risk we can do it together let's jump together and that has just been, yeah, very exciting because now I feel just more free to of, of what I can do. That's wonderful. What does it feel like to hear that, to know that Carmen and Roland, you, you played a big part in liberating somebody in their process and in helping Parker feel, you know, supported mentorship? Like Parker said, is is so important. I, I I've always felt like it's almost more of a trade than it is anything else. Where it's such a it's such an important thing to have other people around and to build that sense of community. That's usually when it's at its best. Even though we're like uh, every time meeting virtually, but I feel very close. It reminds me that like when first uh, when we settled in Canada, we know like very like not a lot of people or like we know people, but we don't really know in deep on partners or friends at the beginning. In a way, at the time, we also think, oh, we want to have more support. 
as if we have well, we would love to share, which is also something that I try to bear in mind and hope that this share, share knowledge, share resources is uh, one of the big things that I try to put it on my mind and share with the others. I think this, this experience also letting us to have, have a fresh eye to see turning ordinary object into something else, into theatrical or into imaginative performer. <laughs> Uh, objects, uh, performances, so which also inspire me a lot throughout the whole process. I, I really enjoy like not a one-way thing, uh, but also it's a uh, exchanging, sharing, and also get inspired from every everyone doing uh, tech parties. Awesome. For me, I, I don't think uh, us uh, is just one way to give to Parker. I think it's like a give and take. And we also learn a lot from Parker, like how he organized uh, himself or what is uh, his creativity. He's so good at uh, re- remember what we said. I, I remember for the first meeting, I asked him five questions and then he remember all of them and then answer it in sequences in the right <laughs> order. For me, I don't think I will remember. <laughs> and it also remind myself to be generous to give uh, whatever we have uh, or knowledge or something because I don't think we can hold everything in our mind. We can like take it away when, when we die or something. So I'm really willing to share what we have and what we learned to Parker and maybe in the future Parker could also share our knowledge to others so to pass along the way and I also think mentorship is quite important for me and I'm finding because now I'm in a situation that run out of money so I postponed my master degree so now every day I went to the library to flip all the books and artists and then just google it online or maybe I could send email to them to ask them for mentorship for exchange sometimes I think maybe it's quite work for me rather than the school fitting me something that maybe it didn't work for me so I think mentorship is also another way of learning which may be quite helpful for artists I think well thank you I feel we're quite on the same page in that vein and uh, feel pretty lucky that that you accepted participating in this wonderful project and uh, we're so happy to find like-minded individuals who are willing to share their incredible skills and their experiences with with other artists because Really, that's kind of what we're all about at the Village Conservatory. Uh, you know, we're, we're just a very small little organization trying to create positive impact in, in our community. And so I'll just sign us off by thanking all of you for participating in this wonderful project. And maybe if you want to share any of your social media tags or any, any place where people can find you, you can say the name of your exceptional website that <laughs> it's really Parker good. mentioned um, uh, for, for people to come and see. So if they listen to this podcast and like, who is Teotz Poulet? And that they can look it up and get to know you better. Any upcoming projects that you might want to let people know about? Our theater company name is Theatre de Poulet, so it's French. So I'm doing my master in Amsterdam right now. We are working on a project about uh, character masks, but a mask that is not that look like the traditional character mask. Maybe it's more abstract and contemporary, the, the, the shape. And it will project something on the mask and 
the mask can also tracking with the movement of the actor. Mm-hmm. And I think it will be talk about our friends that currently in prison in Hong Kong because of the political situation in 2019. So it's uh, talking about mm-hmm. his life in the prison and yeah. how we feel about that. Mm. Wow, that sounds like very yes. powerful work. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Parker, where can people find you if they're trying to find you uh, in the wonderful annals of the internet? Yeah, right now you can find me on Instagram. Um, I have a photography account, Parker Kopnik Photography, or my artist account is cactus.canoe. And those are where you can find any updates about upcoming projects. Wonderful. Awesome. We'll leave it at that. Thank you so much for joining us on this, uh, this episode of It Takes Two. Uh, Again, my name is Simon, and uh, we're so grateful that you are listening to this wonderful, uh, wonderful project. And thank you so much for participating. Take care. Yeah, thank you so much for this. Thank Thank you. you. It takes two. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of It Takes Two. Guests were Parker Kopnik and the lovely folks at Teatro du Palais. Today's host was Simon Miron. For the Vic Digital Studio, I'm Daphne Finlayson, your friendly neighborhood producer and editor. Music for this show is provided by Paul DeGers, with clips used from Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods. The Village Conservatory gratefully acknowledges the support of the Canada Council for the Arts in making this podcast possible. For more on this podcast and other offerings from the Vic, visit us at villageconservatory.com or follow us on social media at Village Conservatory. Thank you so much.